0: Eric in the Morning Podcast, brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. You think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash scam alert for more information. ComEd Powering Lives.
1: Welcome to the Eric in the Morning Podcast
0: on 101.9 the Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. Uh, this is to us uh, from Carol. Hey, Eric, I was wondering... I watched the other guy's movie the, uh, over the weekend that you've talked about in the past. I really enjoyed it. Do you have any other funny movies that are a must-see for comedies that have been overlooked? Always looking for good ones to watch. Thanks, Carol. Uh, I w- <laughs> the first one that pops to mind that I don't think anybody in here has seen, and I'm shocked by it and you will love it, is Deadpool.
2: Oh, I've seen it.
0: Have you seen Deadpool? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you enjoy Deadpool? Oh,
2: I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, the characters were all strong.
0: Char- strong character development. <laughs> strong like bull. Thank you, Melissa. It strong really character was, development. So. <laughs> uh, the script analysis that I have for no, you yeah. is a little iffy, but the character <laughs> development uh, yeah, is though. really, really, really strong. Uh, Whip,
3: have you seen any? I've seen it, yeah. I saw it and uh, you I- see prefer- Deadpool 2? No, I didn't see Deadpool 2, okay. uh, but I prefer uh, uh, movies with weak characters, okay. so I didn't love it. Violetta, Deadpool?
2: I haven't seen- Is it a superhero movie?
3: Superhero. Sort
2: of. Because, like, I'm not normally into those.
0: Neither am I. Yeah. But uh, but Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, and, you know, Ryan Reynolds is one hilarious. of my uh, man crushers.
3: Yeah, we learned that yesterday.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also like Ryan Reynolds, and Whip hates the movie in Hitman's Bodyguard.
3: I didn't hate it. I just was kind of like, eh, it's like a two and a half star. You know what? Nothing. Wow. you got to get me. over it.
0: Yeah, one of these days. I'm going to climb over that anger wall of uh-huh. yours, <laughs> and it's going to be glorious.
2: Would it be one of those movies if you watched it again? You might like it better.
0: No, I think I'd like it less. Really?
2: Right. One and done.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it the same pretty much each time I watch it.
2: I can't even believe you rewatch any movies.
0: Seriously? Yeah. I feel like you only watch the same movies on right. uh, loop. That's all I do. I, I have like eight movies that I rewatch hundreds of times. Yeah, I just
2: watch yeah. them and they're done.
0: Hundreds of times. <laughs> I watch them. It's pure background. Uh, any other that we might be forgetting, we'd like to throw out there for Carol. Uh, funny comedy movies that uh, seem to have been overlooked that she should be watching. 312-312-233-1019. Uh, <laughs> uh, other funny movies that Carol uh, missed that she should probably watch, Woody? I actually have two, Derek.
1: Okay. Uh, Hall Pass and Horrible Bosses.
0: Hall Pass and Horrible Bosses. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, I love good. Horrible Bosses.
0: I, I do enjoy Horrible Bosses. you got yourself a Jason Bateman <laughs> in there. and <gasps> You Charlie guys? Day, ben
3: Char-
2: right. uh, you know
0: what? I love Charlie Day. Yeah, yeah he's good. He was yeah. he was here, right? And who is the other Saturday Night Live guy? Jason I, Sudeikis. Thank you, Jason Sudeikis. I keep forgetting about. It. He's yeah. so good. Uh, speaking of uh, Saturday Night Live, coming up on Saturday from Saturday Night Live tomorrow, my other man crush, Colin Jost, will be on with us. That's How right.
2: excited are you right now? Oh man!
0: If, if Ryan Reynolds is at his house and gets on the phone too, I'll ha. be swooning.
2: <laughs> to make your month,
0: swooning. Uh, Jason, other movies that uh, she should be watching: Carol.
1: Oh, Idiocracy, a great movie about the future. True story.
0: I don't It's a true story about the future. I don't know how they put yeah. together a true story about the future. Good Amazing. One. Yeah. Uh, Idiocracy, who stars in that one? I don't think I know that one.
1: Well, oh, that's Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Dax Shepard. Oh. I like a
3: Army experiment and waits up like a thousand years in the future or something like that, and everyone is idiots
0: and well, dumber. It's got to be a it's true a great, story, then. It's a thousand Hooray. years down. I like the cast, though. I like the cast. Karen, you would like to add what movie to Carol's list of must-watch? Zombieland? Zombieland. Uh, Uh, I don't think I know that one, either.
2: Who's in that one? Woody Harrelson.
0: Who is it? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Okay.
3: Yeah. Is that movie old? Oh, Yeah, actually, I think it is
0: pretty old. Well, so is the other guys.
3: I thought it was just Selena Gomez, I think, might be in that. Is she in that? I I think it's just like a year old, right? Really? Okay. That kind of creeps me out that you know that. Yeah. I remember when it was coming out, (laughs) and then I remember like thinking, like, oh, whatever happened with
0: that? Uh, (laughs)
2: Yeah. I want to go see Selena. (laughs) Really,
0: whatever happened with any movie. Well,
3: that's true. I think that's what it is now. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Here's a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, We had to have a meeting about uh, two weeks ago uh, with uh, Whip and Melissa where we had to explain there were going to be moments on the show where you don't have to be right. We don't have to (laughs) clarify. It's not important to always be right about things. It's just a vehicle by which to get from point A to point B. Yeah. The David Spade talk show. Uh, was one of those, see, that's, yeah. this, that's one of those examples. Uh, we'd moved on, but Whip was raising his hand because he'd done the research. <laughs> I thought and you said that. And then Melissa wanted to disagree with him, and now she's doing the research. Oh. No one cares about the <laughs> David Spade. <laughs> Don't have to be right, no one cares. It was just a vehicle by which to get to, oh, my God, Violetta's sister wants to do David (laughs) Spade. Who cares
2: about David Spade? That's a
0: much more interesting topic than (laughs) David Spade's April 3rd canceled (laughs) talk show on Comedy Central that Melissa insists was a podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Now we're into the top three unexpected strange people who make your hall pass list. We have a tie at number three with Nick, who has put who uh, on the hall pass? Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig.
2: Really?
0: Oh, yes. Okay. Sexy and beautiful all at the same time. Also sexy and beautiful. Tied at number three. Michelle. Yes,
3: Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Sexy oh, and beautiful. okay. Awesome. I can actually
2: see that.
0: Paul Rudd, I think, makes a lot of those lists. A lot of those lists. Somebody who doesn't make any of those lists. Elizabeth, your hall pass is? Eric. Eric who? You, it's a Wow. That's
2: weird. That's humor goes a long way. Hold on. Dreams can come true. And finally,
0: (laughs) and finally, in at number one, the unexpected hall pass, Ivy.
3: Eminem.
0: Eminem. You know. Uh, You'd like to lose yourself (laughs) in Eminem.
2: Kind of dirty, but I like it. Yeah.
0: What about Eminem makes him uh, your hall pass?
3: I have had a crush on him since I was in middle school, when I probably wasn't even allowed to, but he has always just been so cute in my book. I don't know. That
2: bleach blonde hair. He's got
0: the bad boy quality, everything yeah. every woman loves, right? Totally. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So if Eminem ever wanders into your life, you have the free pass to take your best shot, huh?
3: <laughs> I do. My husband knows that. <laughs> uh, he's to-
0: totally fine with it.
2: That. That's awesome. I love it. And you sound so sweet.
0: Going turbo. <laughs> they say the pandemic has caused an influx of turbo relationships. Relationships that have moved along more quickly than they would under normal circumstances. Become more serious more quickly. Melissa feels as though her relationship with Zoom Jim could be turbo.
2: <laughs> definitely went turbo. By the turbo. way,
0: uh, Swanee was uh, recommending that uh, we should invite Zoom Jim to the below the line 49 party.
2: Oh, really? But, uh,
0: which I don't have a problem with, but was- remember one thing. I mean, then if we do that, he takes up a spot. We That's- have limited spots, so like if right. he comes, we can't invite the bingo guy, So Zoom Jim would have to run the bingo. <laughs> right.
2: That's actually the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, do we want to take up an extra spot because it's limited space right now? Like
0: Swanee, I was kicking around the idea of a karaoke thing, but if we have a karaoke machine brought in, the person who runs karaoke can't come in because Zoom Jim's gonna have to run it.
2: <laughs> so I'll be
0: thinking those through. Okay. Something to think about. Three one two, two three three one zero one nine. Turbo relationship number one, Jessica. You went turbo. I
2: did. It was um, in 2016.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Our first date was March 25th. Okay. Him and his daughter had moved in with me and my two kids. They were all moved in by the beginning
0: of June. Ooh, wow! April, May—so <laughs> two months of uh, dating, then right into the move-in.
3: Yeah, and then we got engaged in November.
0: Uh huh.
2: Married the following June.
0: And so I was actually on
2: this. I was actually on the show two years ago because then we had a honeymoon baby. Look at that! That was born in April.
0: Wow. wow! You guys do not mess around. No. Speaking of that turbo relationship, you went turbo, Shannon.
3: Hi. Hi. Yes, um, I met my husband um, through like a one nine hundred dating site back in the nineteen ninety seven. Right. I thought she was using one um, night stands. Right. <laughs> and um, we got pregnant and. May. Whoops. We were Uh, engaged by June. Uh Bought a house in August. Uh Married in November of 97 and had our first daughter a year and 10 days after our first date.
0: Super Turbo. Super Turbo. You want Turbo, how about Turbo Jenny? Yeah,
2: good morning. Um, My husband and I now have three years. We, um, He had just gotten back from overseas and uh, I saw him a week after he returned um, and we Went out the same day we ran into each other, and then within two weeks, we had um, moved in together, ah. Wow! and then <laughs> nine months later, got wow. pregnant, Whoa. and <laughs> yeah, so nine months after that, had the baby, and then got married. So it's ah. basically our three-year anniversary. Well, congratulations. Nice. Yeah, it worked Crazy. out. Crazy, yeah.
0: uber-turbo relationships. Stack it up. New study says being a hugger is probably in your DNA, and more so in women than men, Anybody listening who's a woman and not a hugger, Beth?
3: Yes. Um, My family gives me a hard time because I'm that one that, like, if you go to come in to give me a hug, I stand there awkwardly with my arms down. Don't touch me. I hate hugs. I Uh hate affection. Right. I hate affection. Don't come near me. (laughs) If, hey, if you're emotionally uh, upset, I, I can't help you.
0: Right. I'll sit on a chair okay. across the room and look at you, but that's really about all I have to offer. Mm-hmm. At least you know that, that about You yourself. know, that gets really awkward, like, at family gatherings when yeah. it's time to leave.
2: Ah, so many people. And you're, you're kind of, yeah.
0: you see everybody hugging and you're trying to, like, get lost in the crowd.
2: Right. Like, yeah. almost like, oh, I already did that. You don't remember the hug yeah. Bye. <laughs> Uh,
0: Not a hugger. Jennifer, are you a hugger?
3: Oh, not at all. Not a hugger. Don't kiss me. I'll do the air kiss to you. Just stay away. Right. Why do you oh. think that is? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm okay in other places, so to speak, if you know what I mean. But, no, I'm just
0: a right. love machine. But <laughs> oh, <yeah>. hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm okay. full contact yeah. in most oh, other ways. Sure.
2: She doesn't shy yeah, away then. Not
0: so much the hugging. Let's <laughs> just leave that part out of it. 312-233-1019. Nicole. Hi, yeah, Nicole. I'm
3: not a hugger at all. Hi, how are you?
0: <laughs> Great. No hugging. Has it always been this way or did you develop into a non-hugger?
3: Uh, no, it's always been this way. So this whole coronavirus is going to be the best excuse for the rest of my life.
0: Ah, Yeah, you're going to hold on to this 10 years from now. I can't hug you, coronavirus. Like, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. You can't be too careful. (laughs) Cannot be too careful. There could be a couple of them laying around somewhere. I'm not going to risk it. Hi, Michaela.
3: Hi. Not a hugger? Nope, not, not at all. I hate it. Just no human contact besides just like really close people that I'm with, but like. Everybody else, I'm just, nope, go away.
2: Okay. How do you end up avoiding it when somebody's coming in for a hug?
0: Stiff
3: arm.
2: Um, Just that awkward side hug. Just like,
3: hey, how
0: you hey. doing?
2: Hey. Go away. Hey, you get one shoulder.
3: That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, Michaela, how old are you? Yep. I'm 25. Uh,
0: have you always been a non-hugger? Or is this just something as you uh, moved into your 20s?
3: Um, probably always have been because, like you know, when I was like little, you know, my mom would always be like, "Go give him a hug, like right now, like hurry up, go do it right now." And I'm just like, mm, "No, I'm good."
0: I wonder if that's why you became a non-hugger that because be when good. you get parental pressure to go hug strange people
2: uh, all the time, yeah.
0: and you know, by strange people I mean like your aunt. Right,
3: yeah, but you just, don't really know that. Right, well. It feels
0: weird, right?
3: Exactly. Oh my gosh, yes.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, so it so might, all
3: distant relatives, uh-huh. you no, know, stay
0: away, please. It might not be a DNA thing. It might be a learned thing. Could be. And oh man, who knew we would solve something like that? Uh, yesterday afternoon, my phone buzzes. And it's our good friend, Dr. Kevin Most, with what appears to be at least the beginning of potentially some good information. Let's find out if that's the case. Dr. Kevin Most, the Chief Medical Officer with Northwestern Medicine Central, DePage Hospital. Dr. Most
1: good morning Eric. how are you uh
0: great so uh, after the bell yesterday the markets closed and moderna makes an announcement is that right
1: yeah yeah actually they did and in light of everything that's going across the country right now we needed some promising news so it, it was very nice to uh to hear at least their uh, peer-reviewed results that were going to be that were posted this morning in the new England journal uh, about their phase one study on the vaccine so it was very good to hear some good news and I think we the the country needed it.
0: And what exactly did they say or find out from their research?
1: Yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the positives, and then I'll give you the quasi negatives. You know, okay. the positives are that the vaccine produced what we call neutralizing antibodies, and it's really important because we're saying, oh, we get antibodies, we get antibodies. We need to make sure we have neutralizing antibodies. Those are the ones that stop the virus from getting in the cell and replicating. Okay, so that's great. And we also the vaccine also showed that the antibodies that were produced by the vaccine are higher than those individuals who had COVID and recovered. So we're seeing a better response from the vaccine than we did from just anyone who got the illness and had antibodies. So those are the positives coming out of it.
0: Now, uh, this was a fairly small sample, not the rain on the parade, but a fairly small sample, but all positive results. Is that accurate?
1: Correct. So yes. So it was a very small sample, only 45 people. That's how we start phase one studies. We don't know what this is going to do. We don't want to injure uh, many individuals or any individuals. So they broke it up into three groups, 15 in each group. They found that the 100 microgram group still had side effects, which is one of the downsides, um, but still had a great response. So now the phase two study, which has been going on since June, which we'll start to get some results on, but the FDA said go ahead and start your phase 3 before you have phase 2 we're fine with the safety profile here so that phase 3 study where you're talking about 30,000 people wow. will begin on Jeez. January 20 or excuse me July 27th
0: so for a while in the previous months that we've been talking to you there'd been discussion about all the different companies that were trying to come up with the vaccine it was a race to try to figure it out we said that it could take uh, a year it might even take a year's time have you changed your tune at all do you feel as though that time is uh, drastically shortened
1: yeah i do i really do I, th- I think now we're probably looking at i would hope january february you know because when you look at these results and now that they've got the dose right and they've got the side effect profile that's right the only downside i hate to have a downside but mm. the only downside is it's two shots it's a shot, and then a month later you get a booster shot. Oh. so that's going to be the downside of just the logistics of getting people to get two shots.
0: And now it's- let's talk about those logistics so this how would we even begin to vaccinate three hundred thirty million Americans?
1: yeah. It's it's probably the question that's going through the minds of governments and local health authorities right now, because who gets in line first? Are right. we going to do the nursing home workers? Are we going to do the nursing home people? Are we going to do health care workers? Or are we just going to open it up for everybody? Depending on the supply and the demand issue, I would hope that they have a prioritization of how they're going to do it. First responders, you know, uh, mm-hmm. firefighters, police, health care workers – nursing home people, and then really get that vulnerable population, those who have diabetes, heart disease. And let's let those healthy 20, 30-year-olds wait a little bit until we have enough vaccine that we're going to protect the ones that it can harm the most.
2: How long does it take to mass produce these vaccinations? If, you, if we get to the point where you say we might in January or February, and then you know, we get the healthcare workers and all those people that need it first, once we go to the general public, we need huge amounts I mean, how long? Yeah, how long does that take to to produce something on that kind of scale?
1: Yeah, Melissa, the, you know the the companies right now. A couple companies are what I call betting the farm. They're already producing this vaccine, so they're oh. assuming that this phase three study is going to go well. And if it does, we'll have a couple hundred million doses ready late, uh, late November, early December, January. And then from that point on, they expect to be able to make somewhere between 500 million and a billion doses a year. So when you look at that and you hear those numbers, you also in the back of your mind have to be thinking, they're thinking that this is not going to be a one-time vaccine. They're thinking this is going to be a vaccine that we're going to get yearly. Wow. Yes. Yeah,
3: so- okay. Dr. Mose, I had never really thought of the question I'm about to ask until this discussion came up. I've heard from some people who are definitely not anti-vaxxers or anything like that. They're all for vaccines, et cetera. But they say, I wonder if I want to be one of the early people who gets the vaccine when it first comes out, or if I want to wait a little while to make sure everything's cool. Is that a legitimate thought process? And have you heard that from people?
1: Oh, absolutely, Whip. And, you know, it's probably one of the biggest concerns we have. When we talk about wanting to have herd immunity, we're going to really need to get everybody kind of on board at a somewhat of a similar time. But you have to remember, influenza is a virus that we know if you get it, you are going to feel miserable terrible 10 days, 14 days, high fever, body aches, and yet we only have an immunization rate of 45% in this country. Now you're going to ask people to get a vaccine when we know that the vast majority of people are going to be asymptomatic. So it's going to be for the good of mankind and not to be selfish, but people are certainly going to wait and say, wait, this is a brand new vaccine. I don't want to be the first guinea pig in line. Would
0: you stand in line first?
1: I would. I think um, although this has been a rush uh, job and we've really gone a lot faster than we've gone with any vaccine, I think the results of the phase three, if they show the continued safety, because we're talking about side effects of fatigue, chills, headache, and muscle aches for, you know, for a day or two. So it's proven safe in this small group. If it proves safe in phase two and phase three, I would not be hesitant at all to get it.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I get that after three vodkas. So. <laughs> hey.
2: Oh my god.
0: And uh, Dr. Most, uh, as a guy who uh, hates needles, how long till I can get this in a pill?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Why you not know the nasal there's spray? a lot of people think about that, uh-huh. you know, influenza. We at least have, you know, the nasal spray that we can do now. Right. Boy, there's going to be a lot of people who hate needles that are saying, "Wait, you, you did I hear you say you have to get two shots now?" Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. And the combination of the vaccine influenza with this would at least eliminate one. So I'm sure they're looking at that as well.
2: Um, can I ask one more question? So when they do this mass pr- production of this vaccine, you know how we they've set up testing everywhere so people can get tested for the virus? Will they do the same thing, like massive areas where people can go get the vaccination sooner rather than later so they're not waiting in long you lines? Mean like 7-11, like there?
0: <laughs> you, know you mean like 7-Eleven? Well, I
2: don't know. Hey, you never know, do you?
1: <laughs> Free surfing yeah, with a see. shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've seen years where we've had you know decreases or shortages of flu vaccine, the lines we've had. So certainly the, to push this out would be whether it's going to be drive-throughs, whether it's going to be whatever, I think that the the supply will dwindle pretty quickly versus the demand. Uh, so there will be a kind of a rush for some people to get this, and it'll be concerning. The study that they're doing now with the vaccine, they'll be testing these individuals you know, every couple of weeks to see how much uh, antibody stays and how long it stays. And that's going to be the big answer as to whether we're going to need multiple vaccines over multiple years or is this going to be a kind of a one or two and done?
0: All right, Dr. Kevin Most, the Chief Medical Officer with Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, We love having you on. We even love having you on more when you have good news.
1: Okay, Eric. I'll I'll have some good news next time as well. All right, excellent. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks,
0: Dr. Most. Take care, you guys. See you later.
1: Bye.
0: Makes morning mind better with, uh, with layers, with levels today. Okay. Family heirlooms. Over 40% of Americans have a family heirloom that's over 50 years old. Melissa, do you have one of those?
2: I have a couple of them.
0: All right, hold that thought. Uh, Whip?
3: I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Violetta? You're uh, a Bronco or grandma? Oh, okay. You yeah. got something you want? One of the goats?
3: Uh, <laughs> no, not a goat.
0: No.
2: Uh, but yeah, we have some just uh, like things like my great grandma used to use to make wool clothes out of. The
0: old wool You know, it's like a little making. nitty thing. I don't yeah, want it, but my grandma thing. wants me to have it. Like a loom? Uh, a yeah. loom. Uh, at what age do people start to inquire about items they hope will be passed down to them one day? Uh, anybody want to guess real quickly? Mm-hmm. 35? <laughs> All right, Violetta. Eight. Eight. Whip.
2: <laughs> Four. <Sorry. laughs> okay. uh, yeah.
3: 41.
0: Uh-huh. What? No, at what age, more do people start to ask about items that can be passed down to them?
3: Good morning. Love you guys. Thank you. Is it age 24?
0: It's exactly right. At the oh. age of 24. I've been
2: asking forever for my dad's Cadillac. There
0: you go. At 24 <laughs> they say that's when you start jockeying for position on the family heirloom. Here's what we're looking for. The answer to this question. So if people ask at the age of 24 for a specific item, there are five items Americans hope to inherit. These are the five items that tend to get asked for the most. If you can tell us any of the five will throw in the Harry Carey's gift certificate in addition to the massage uh, prize you've just won. If you get it wrong, you get neither. Or you can just walk away right now. You have your okay. choice.
3: I think I'll, I'll go for it. You're going go to oh, yeah. right. go for it. All right. All right. All right.
0: All right. It's all
3: Let's or nothing for Mora. <laughs> Mora, name yeah. any
0: of the top five items Americans hope to inherit, and you win both prizes. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay, I think a wedding ring. A
3: Those
0: wedding things ring? Things ring. Yeah. Exactly, yes, yes, right. Yes,
2: yes, exactly yes, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep.
0: Exactly Good right. Job. You've won them both. Congratulations, Mora. Awesome. thank
2: you guys. You're thank very you. Welcome.
0: We rock. We appreciate you listening. Yeah, right at number 1, interestingly enough, is engagement ring, followed by random piece of jewelry. Okay. Random, okay. Followed by wedding ring.
2: No, okay. Mm. Yep, yep, yep
0: followed by watch and in at number five on the top five items Americans hope to inherit a wedding dress. Oh my God.
2: Oh wow. Cool. There is
0: no clothing-making, wool clothing-making heirloom. (laughs) 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 Well, I got one. (laughs) Uh, 312-233-1019. Is there some strange item, some strange heirloom (laughs) in your family that you really hope you inherit? (laughs) Like, I remember my mom always wanted her grandparents' grandfather clock. Ah, really? That's all she wanted. That's
2: so cool. That's all my, she wanted. Um, my sister got the Victrola.
0: The Victrola. What's that? It's, like, it's a, like a really just for lack of a better way to describe it, a really old record player.
3: Yeah, from like a hundred mean... years ago.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. really cool looking.
0: Yeah. Uh, is there an heirloom in your family? A non-traditional, unexpected kind of heirloom that you hope you get your hot little hands on one day? <laughs> Got your eye on inheriting what, Colleen? So it's a real
2: super ugly lamp. It looks like a candle with some... What is it again?
0: We get, you're breaking up. A lamp?
2: It's an ugly,
3: ugly lamp. Ugly lamp. Ugly lamp. People some, love ugly sometimes lamps. Sometimes
0: the ugly items get passed down through yeah. generations.
3: Conversation piece.
0: Sure. Uh, you've always had your eye on it, Kelsey, and one day it will be yours.
3: It is a player piano. Oh, wow. Extremely giant. It's one of those old school ones with the reels and nice. you put it on top of the piano and it can play on any piano. And I've wanted it ever since I was, six, I was eight years old.
0: Melissa could throw the Victrola on top of it and be like we're back <laughs> in the yeah, 1920s. No
3: wow. We'll come oh. fan, Melissa. Let's do it. Uh,
0: All who, right. uh, who is currently in possession of the player piano?
3: My mother is, but my sister has been fighting me for it for years. Right. So thing, I figured
0: there would be some sibling rivalry for different items, and right. eventually you find out who uh, comes out on top. Do you like your chances to get it over her?
3: I do, because I'm more musically inclined in the family, so there's no reason why she should get it. There you go. <laughs> you, you make a good it. argument. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, You got your eye on what, John? Uh, my parents have a... Uh,
3: French bayonet
0: from the 1800s. Oh, wow. A French bayonet. Whoa, really? Yeah. 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 What that's, is that exactly? It slayed many during the French uh, Revolution. Oh, it's sure. a sword? Yeah, it's, it's the... Like goes on the end of the rifle. rifle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and where is it currently, John?
3: It's at my parents'
0: house. Mm-hmm. Do your parents know that you've got your eye on their bayonet? Oh, yeah, they know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> is it sharp? Yeah. <laughs> The point is... Yeah, like, ready know, ready for a,
0: action? It's a really dull bayonet. Oh, wow, it's all <laughs> you. It's like a stick of butter
3: in you. <laughs> oh, a, my gosh.
0: It's a bayonet, for crying out loud. <laughs> for the 1800s. <laughs> those I things like,
3: need sharpening.
2: Yeah, yeah that's got to be worth some money.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that nice. to the
2: road show. See do what you Do you think get you'll
0: for. get it?
1: Probably No, It's not worth much at all. It's oh. worth about 30 bucks. Yeah, what?
0: but do you, do you think you're going to get it, or does somebody else have their eye on it? No, I think I'm going to get it. And, of course, Melissa only cares about value again. It's always about money with you.
2: Well, isn't that what this is about? No, <laughs> oh, it's a family heirloom. It's well, about a family history mean, of your family. Like, oh,
0: um, what can I sell it for so I that never. I can get uh, all sorts of extra money?
2: No, but you got to know. History of our <laughs> family
0: be screwed. If I can get thirty bucks for it, I'm get out in. Of here. Secret Eric in the morning off-air poll: Ten single women asking one simple yes or no question. See if you agree or disagree with the outcome. The question was, is it okay to let a guy pay for my dinner when I have no intention of dating him again?
3: Oh.
0: Is it okay for a guy to let a guy pay for my dinner when I have no intention of dating him again? Oh. I already feel mm-hmm. like I know the answers to what's about to happen. Violetta, yes or no? No. It's not okay? No, I All don't right, think so. You caught me off guard. I uh. thought a yes was coming from you. What did you think was coming from her, Whip? I would have guessed yes. I would have gone yes. Yeah. I don't
2: like feeling guilty and then feeling like um, like I owe them something. Aha. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Melissa, yes or no, is it okay to let a guy pay for dinner when you have no intention of dating him again?
2: <laughs> no. All
0: right. I got that one right. I got that. I would have gone no there. How about you, Whip? No, it's not good. All right. Uh, Mary, is it okay to let a guy pay for dinner when you have no intention of dating him again? No. No. No, not at all. All right. What's your reasoning?
2: Uh, exactly what Violetta said. I would feel guilty and they would expect something. Mm-hmm. And they expect something even when you do pay for dinner. Uh-huh. Right?
0: All right. Okay. Uh, hey, Jessica, is it okay to let a guy pay for dinner when you have no intention of dating him again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. And how have you arrived at that conclusion?
2: I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I, I just don't see why not.
0: It's a free meal for the night. Okay. go for it. All right, so go All for right. it. All right. Take the free meal and run. We just spoke to 10 people, 10 single women off the air. They <laughs> just answered that question completely anonymously. Is it okay to let a guy pay for your dinner when you have no intention of dating him again? The outcome was how many people said yes? What percentage, Melissa?
2: I'm going to say uh 40% said yes. Violetta. 60.
0: Whip. Yeah. 30. 90% what? said yes. Wow. Okay. 90%. 9 <laughs> out of 10 said bring the check and hand it to him.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mary was the only no. Oh, wow. 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 Eric in the Morning Podcast brought to you by our lovely friends at ComEd Powering Lives. Uh, ComEd will never come to your home or business or ask you for your account info or demand immediate payment, but scammers will. you think you've been the victim of an energy scam, please visit ComEd.com slash alert for more information. ComEd Powering Live. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment
1: of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.